Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. It's The List and your boy with Jimmy Van and Sean Ross. All right, we're live. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, managing editor of Fightful.com here. It is Wednesday, January 3rd, 2018, I'm told. You got it. Good for you, man. <laughs> he, messed up. he messed it up on the site a few times. Though. I saw that in the chat today. Yeah, yeah man. In your defense, Maybe, a lot of people do that, Sean. Oh, yeah. A lot of people do. Yeah. We got plenty to talk about today. It's a, it's like, even though it's a quiet weekend, it's a big week at Fightful. We've got a billion interviews on the MMA side. Steve Amiochik, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, maybe you guys have heard of them. If not, you'll hear from them later on our show, and it's pro wrestling related. Lots of content up on Fightful.com. Uh, we have our funniest Fightful moments, Fightful wrestling moments of 2017 up. We had an alternate commentary of the 2005 Royal Rumble that you guys can check out. Just a bunch of stuff, and that's even before Wrestle Kingdom. And tomorrow afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern, myself and Robbie Radford will be doing a post-show uh, Wrestle Kingdom podcast. But I wanted to give t- people time to kind of watch it. Jimmy, are you going to watch Wrestle Kingdom? Not live. I, well, I'm not either. No. I'm. Oh, you're not going to watch it live? No, David Tease is going to cover it live. And fortunately, Brian Rose, he lives on the West Coast. That pays off in this situation. Damn it, Sean. What am I paying you for? Well, you're paying me to get up in the morning and watch it. That's what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I'll end up watching the highlights. So, First thing I wanted to say, you mentioned Stevie Miocic. I was going to give a shout-out to James Lynch for doing his latest interviews with uh, Miocic and uh, Wonderboy Thompson. If you guys aren't MMA fans, he talks to both those guys about pro wrestling as well and about their 
potential aspirations of pro wrestling. So check it out. And if you don't know who Stevie Miocic is, you will after Francis Nagano knocks him out in about two weeks. So that's the prediction I'm going with as well. Um, I mean, Alistair almost knocked him out. So <laughs> Francis Nagano is going to knock him out. To be fair, uh, Curtis Blades did take down Francis Ngannou, and Stipe Miocic is a good wrestler, so that could happen. I'm not putting that out of the realm of possibility, but that is a that is such a legit heavyweight fight. I can't yeah. wait to cover that. Yeah, yeah. Also, guys, I did a solo Holy Smokes podcast this week. Go check that out. But cool. yeah, the Wrestle, King, the Wrestle Kingdom show. I'm excited. I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning, check it out, then do a podcast. I had told Brian Rose. I'm avoiding all spoilers. I told guys in the in the chat, keep it out of the chat. I don't want any spoilers. I want to wake up, watch it with a fresh set of eyes, and I'm going to do uh, match reviews for that as well that will go up on Fightful.com. Lots of cool stuff. You know, once again, I feel like I'm watching a, an 8-bit version of Sean Ross Sapp on my monitor. Yeah, the Skype connection just Why? went to shit. Is it the Skype connection? Yeah, or is it Skype. on his is – it, is it Kentucky Internet, Nigel? I think it, it might be my, Kentucky what? Internet. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you so. know what? It's okay. Just move me on up to Toronto. I'm ready for it at this point. I just had a pipe bust. I feel like I'm in Toronto anyway. So first Record things first, Sean. Here. Record lows here this week. Oh, don't get me started on that, man. It was the coldest here it's been in 50 years. Well, there you go. <laughs> but uh, first and foremost, so Happy New Year to, Sean, to you, Sean. Happy New Year. And Happy New Year to Nigel. Happy New Year to the listeners of this wonderful little little thing we do. Yeah, my, send Nigel my, my wishes. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure to let him know. So uh, my first question for you, Sean, and I'm, I, I'm dying to know, uh, which cat did you hug first at midnight? Because <laughs> you got what six of you? them, and, and I know they were lined up. And don't pretend you didn't. Which one did you uh, kiss Happy New Year first? It was probably Oliver. He's, Oliver? He's, he's my crony. Like, you can't call him my favorite. He's just my crony. Like, if if I did some bad shit and needed an alibi <clears throat> and cats could talk, he's the one I'm going to. But uh, my New Year's was very, very tame. We didn't go out for the first time in years. Uh, my wife was sick, so I took care of her, and we watched the new Chappelle specials and stayed in. I stayed in, too. Yeah, one of my employees gave me a bottle of Dom, so we cracked that open and uh, watched the ball drop in New York. Oh, you know and, Greg uh, expensed that bottle. I'm waiting for the next expense <laughs> report. <laughs> we'll see if it shows up on there. But uh, So that was pretty good. I am uh, off to Vegas on Saturday. Oh, nice. Well, I go every year oh. for, uh, for business. Yeah. This is going to be probably my 20th, maybe 25th trip. Oh, wow. So I don't really – I'm not excited, Sean. How long are you? How long are you there for? I didn't even know about this. Yeah, it's because I just don't talk about it. I'm, I'm only going for two nights this time. Now I will say I am excited about one thing, and and sports fans listening to this will be under, able to understand. I'm going to the Vegas Golden Knights hockey game. Oh. Uh, and as a beloved Edmonton Oilers fan, my Oilers have shit the bed this season. They're going to miss the playoffs. But the Golden Knights, as an expansion team, are setting records. They're first in the Western Conference, which is crazy. And I'm told that the the, uh, the live games are a real treat. It's also the first game I can ever recall. And I've been to a lot of hockey games in a lot of different arenas. I can't ever recall the game where unlimited alcohol is part of your ticket. What? Seriously. That so, can you believe that? Idea. Only in Vegas. Yeah, only in, in Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. That's that's such a bad idea. Yeah. Well, when I when I got the tickets, I, I was like, is this a misprint? What unlimited kind of alcohol? What did they have a deal with? What's that? What kind of casino does this team have a deal with to say, hey, let's get you all super drunk? Yeah. And by the way, there's a casino across the road. 
Why don't you all just head over there? Nothing bad could happen here. Yeah. Well, it's T-Mobile, which is like just behind the strip, kind of on the strip, but behind the strip. So I can't recall what the closest casino is because it's right there with all of them. But uh, so I'm looking forward to going to the Vegas Knights game. That's going to be awesome. Uh, otherwise, I don't really care much for Vegas anymore. I'm kind of beyond it at this point. You ever been? No, I haven't. I've okay. almost been to cover multiple UFC events, but it just didn't come to be. Uh, mm. You know, we briefly spoke about maybe sending me or somebody out for the the McGregor Mayweather fight, but I didn't materialize. I'm like, um, that I had thought I had honestly thought about relocating there at one point to really? try to try to uh, push forward the MMA career, but to be honest, there's it's just not worth it. Mm. It's just not worth. It. But financials and all that stuff, it's not worth it. Not that I want to be a Debbie Downer, but they expect that within, I don't know, it is 10, 20 years, Vegas is going to run dry in terms of water. Really? uh, Yeah, and I remember uh, I did a helicopter tour there one time, and when you go over, what is it, the Colorado River? That's that's, that's there by by Vegas. And when you fly over that, you can see on the rock where the water level has dropped. Oh, wow. And our pilot told us that they were predicting, this is, that was probably five years ago that I did that, they were predicting something like 20 years from then, that they're going to start to uh, monitor shower time and stuff like that because they, they thought they were going to run run light on water. So probably probably a good idea not to live in Vegas, Sean. Maybe they'll give them un- unlimited alcohol instead to shower. Well, they might do as, that. As I started to look around places, I was looking like in northern Nevada, just basically closer to Las Vegas, but UFC is branched out, and they don't do as many shows in Vegas anymore. So that would mm-hmm. kind of – and honestly, as much as I love covering MMA, pro wrestling is my bread and butter, so mm-hmm. – and, and to be honest, I don't have to relocate anywhere to cover that. So It's very true. So you told me that you had a busted pipe in your house, Sean. Son of a bitch, yeah. Uh, on like a four-year busted pipe streak. You know? Really? Oh, yeah. Because oh, of the weather. Yeah. yeah, it just gets – and you just never know what's going to cause it because a couple of our pipes are in different places. But Did you do a lot yeah, of damage? Man, uh, not yet. We caught it really, really soon. I went out. That's I turned good. off the water supply. That's gave good. my wife our plumber's number and said my checkbook is downstairs. My debit card's downstairs. Text me if uh, anything happens and uh, do whatever we need to do. That's good. You know, I'll tell you a story. So you know that I purchased a new home that's currently yeah. uh, currently being renovated. And on Boxing Day, which is December 26th, I had to go there to meet my AV guy. I'm getting the house all wired from top to bottom with internet and stuff. And I had to go there to meet them, and we walked in the front door, and I happened to gaze over into the dining room and notice that the ceiling was open. Oh. And I had a roof leak, and it leaked straight through to the dining room. So that's why when you mentioned busted pipe, I was like, I, I feel you. Mine was not a busted pipe. Mine was a leaky roof. Yeah. But I feel you nonetheless. 150-year-old house, man. Oh, I, I, talk, I feel like I talk to you about it every week. Mm. I can't get out of here soon enough. I hear you. I feel that way about my house, too. I want to move. Too much crown molding there, right? My current house has too much crown molding. <laughs> too much. <laughs> Nobody wants to buy it because it's just too too nice, I so guess. You know what? I'll take it off your hands for you. If you can't, I'll, I'll eliminate this burden. You can just give it to me. Yeah? You know what? For, for two and a half, I'll consider it, Sean. Two and a half uh, euros? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give a shout-out to uh, a few people before we start. Number one was going to be James Lynch. We already talked about that. He continues to do awesome work for us. I want to also give a shout-out to Carl Malone. Yeah. Uh, We're doing this on January 3rd. Uh, Last night was SmackDown. Uh, Where was SmackDown? Orlando, I think, right? 
Yes, it was in Orlando. Tons of people backstage, Ricochet, Tessa Blanchard, lots of people. So Karl Malone was there, and with the exception of the gray beard, he looked like Karl Malone from 20 years ago. And uh, WWE.com has a video of him in the ring with Bobby Roode uh, doing the glorious pose together. Yeah. And Bobby Roode being a good small-town Canadian boy from Peterborough, Ontario, I bet you he loved doing that with Karl Malone. And I have a lot of respect for Karl Malone because you remember back in the WCW days, everybody used to kind of say, oh, Dennis Rodman is the one who doesn't have work ethic, and you don't know, you know if he's going to be drunk when he shows up. Karl Malone was the one that everybody said, that guy's a worker, and he's like a stud athlete. And uh, I have a lot of respect for Karl Malone, and he looked one good. One of the greatest basketball players of all time. Yeah, he like, looked good. He was just, just unbelievable, one of the highest scorers of all time. Doesn't know how to work the hard cam, though. <laughs> He's got to work in the glorious pose, is that you mean? Yeah, yeah. They were working the opposite. Yeah, he was and, looking. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, and the last but not least, to shout out to Brandon Howard because he has a new article up on Fightful about uh, how new media has changed the expectations of the wrestling audience. So yes. check that out. I think it's a pretty good piece that he did for us that came out today. Oh yeah, uh, like. Uh, Constantine Eckner did a great one that we we posted. He hasn't written anything for us in a while, but he he posted one about how about how the rich history of the Tokyo Dome stretched past New Japan because it's so closely associated with New Japan. But I mean, Buster Douglas knocking out Mike Tyson was there. Like there was a lot of cool stuff that happened in the Tokyo Dome, and the buzz for this is the biggest buzz I have ever seen for Wrestle Kingdom. Like, not even close. And I was telling Nigel before we went on the air, Jimmy, like, I am created a niche for myself in doing this job and being, like, one of the only guys who would stay up and cover this for a major wrestling website. And now it's at the point to where I had three guys on our staff to pick from to cover this event. Like, right, right. We have our associate editor that's like, yeah, I'll be up. We had David Tease, who was our MMA guy, right. who was like, I'm covering this live. And then Jeremy Lambert's like, hey, man, I'll be up. I'll be watching it live. Man, that's just something that wasn't around a few years ago. It was back just, just a couple years ago when they were on GFW pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. It was me covering it live, doing the stories from it, doing the post-wrap-up thing. Like, It's so cool to see the growth that they've experienced and something that uh, Jeff and I noticed – in our, we did a little prediction piece on uh, the SmackDown Post Show podcast, which is also on our YouTube. You'll see our staff picks over at Fightful.com. Jericho is booked for Fozzie tours from the end of February through the middle of April, mm -hmm. except for one week, right before the Long Beach shows. Mm. There is about a week, eight days off that lead up to that. Right. I don't think that's a coincidence, Jimmy. I'm still no. working to find out, but yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence. So. Yeah, it might not be. I uh, I was looking up the, the ticket sale numbers. So they, they announced that the pre-sale number is 32.6. They're thinking with walk-up that they're going to exceed 40,000. That's pretty solid for the Tokyo Dome. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, of course, everybody's looking forward to Jericho and, and Kenny Omega. And, you know, I was thinking about this. And I don't know if this is, is a possibility. I mean, anything can happen with Jericho. Imagine if he was a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble this year. Because, again, WWE fans, uh, they are familiar with the backgrounds of, their, of, of the talent. They know what the talent has going on. Whether WWE wants to admit their level of intellect or not, they know it. And can you imagine that smart crowd in, where is it, Philly? I think? Yeah. Imagine that smart crowd if... They do the countdown, and Jericho's music hits after he just did Russell. The crowd would go apeshit if, if he was in the it's Rumble. It's just a matter of Vince is willing to do it because it all comes down to him. 
Uh, I mentioned this on our Fightful alternate commentary for the 05 Rumble. When I spoke to Court Bauer about, like, sometimes writers or people pitching surprises, sometimes Vince would be all about it, and sometimes he'd be like, God damn it, it's about the guys we have now. And we were looking over the last couple of years. You had AJ Styles in 2016. You had Ty Dillinger in 2017. Other than that, there weren't any surprises. Yeah, that was actually going to be one of the things on my list today. I was going to ask you about surprise entrance in the Rumble. Last year, there was really, I don't even count Ty Dillinger. Like, I know that Ty Dillinger has an online following and stuff, and he's a good Canadian boy, so I should probably put him over more than I do. But I just don't see, I've always looked at him as kind of enhancement. I just don't see much in Ty Dillinger. He, he was over but, there. My God. Uh, they they, they like proud. doing the 10. They like doing the 10. It doesn't that's matter. It it's still, that's all that matters. I mean, they're not going to buy like his t shirt, Sean. People like doing yes. They like doing what? They like doing that stuff. I mean, well, whatever. But I, Aside from him, yeah, there really was no one last year. And so one of the things I was going to ask you is, do you think this year they're going to have surprise entrance? Or do you think that Vincent Mann's mentality still is our full-timers is our – that's our talent. That's, those are our stars. Kind I of. think the surprises will be in the women's rumble. And the women's rumble. Because they don't have enough to fill 30. They don't have enough and they don't want to – if I'm WWE, I – the ones that you have on the roster right now, you've, you're already struggling on SmackDown to, to get all the women involved in every segment anyway. Like right. They try really hard to keep all the women relevant. You don't need to add to that. You have a lot of able-bodied women that, that can do this oh, yeah. rumble. That, that I mean, you got like Caitlyn who's back into wrestling. Do I think that's a coincidence that she just got back into wrestling around mm -hmm. the time of the Women's Royal Rumble? No, I, I would be shocked if she didn't make an appearance. Uh, you have people like Michelle McCool who could could pop up there. There are a lot of women because a lot of these women got out of wrestling in their late 20s, early mm -hmm. 30s, and a lot of them are still in good shape and can go. I am very much looking forward to that. So let me ask you first back to this to the men's match, uh, surprise potential surprise entrance. Do you think there's any possibility Batista's a surprise entrant? In the yeah, Rumble? I sure do. I sure because do. he wants one more run. Right? I do not know what his uh, what his filming schedule is but you know you always hear you've been hearing the rumors which yeah i haven't been able to verify yet that john cena has a match bigger than a title match at wrestlemania you know i'd be down to watch batista versus john cena and i think despite what batista says about triple h uh, triple h then i think i think he would do it I they came up together yeah i think batista's built a lot of goodwill among wrestling fans smart wrestling fans as I well so i think so too lately i don't think he has to be a heel he's a yep. big movie star now i i would love to see another batista run you know i think a lot of it is his podcast appearances because again the the wrestling fans listen to this stuff whether wwe wants to admit it or not or wants to accept it they listen to this stuff and so wrestling fans know that batista has repeatedly gone to wwe saying i want another run and Vince man is basically oh we'll let you know like the, the fans know this. Weird. Yeah, they Isn't know this. Isn't that weird? It is. It he is. is a giant movie star. Yeah. He is a star within the world of professional wrestling. Yeah. And Vince is like, yeah, I don't know, pal. And I'm like sitting there thinking like, what if some big name came to me and you and said, hey, man, I want to I wanna do something for the site. I want to do a podcast with you. And it was a giant name who had just been in like this huge box office success. I'm like – how could you just say it, – it's just baffling to me. If The Rock said, I'll give you three months, but you have to future endeavor, Sean Ross Sapp, we'd be having that conversation, Sean. Yeah, I would be <laughs> mad. <if he> did. <laughs> I, wanna, that, I, I want to – I want – I would I would work something out. <laughs> I would figure, <laughs> figure something out. I want to go back to the women's rumble. 
because they they finally announced the rules and they announced that it's going to be basically just like the men's rumble. There's, there's going to be 30 entrants. It's going to be over the top elimination. Now, did they say that the winner gets a title shot at WrestleMania? Because I didn't hear that. Yeah, I believe so. They did. So, so that yeah. means Alexa and Charlotte are not in the match. That's what they've established. That's what Alexa and Charlotte have led to believe. But if I were them, I would put them in it. And if one of them wins, they can challenge for the other title. Why not? I guess they could. So what I did it's was damn I, titles. I did I did a little uh, research, Sean. And I I looked wow. at, I What's looked the occasion. Yeah, it's it's rare that I actually work for a living. <laughs> I uh, I did I did a little research because I wanted to see how many women. Uh, WWE has on their roster web pages mm-hmm. so that I can see how close to 30 they are. And on WWE.com, on their superstars page, there are 18 girls, excluding Charlotte and Alexa. I, I left those two out in case they're champions, they're not going to be in the match. Excluding those two girls, there's 18. That includes Brie Bella, Nikki Bella. I do believe both will be in the match. It includes Ember Moon, and it includes Lana, and I think they'll be in the match too. Yeah, Lana's uh, definitely in. Then it should be noted that Asuka is not on the Superstars page yet, which is shocking. But she's already admitted or acknowledged that she's in, so that, that makes 21. Mandy Rose is not on the Superstars page. She'll probably be in. That's 22. Then Who's if you look, handling this shit? I don't know, because like the, the Riot Squad girls are there. It's, it's just kind of odd. It's but anyway, very weird. If you look at NXT, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, uh, Kyrie Sane, Shanna Baszler, Nikki Cross, all of them are ready to do a Rumble match. So if you put those five in, that would get you at maybe 26, 27. There's, there's at least three to four spots open for surprises. I think that it's no surprise that uh, Beth Phoenix is going to be doing commentary for the Mixed Match Challenge. That could pave the way for her to get a spot. I would love for her to get a spot. She is one of my favorite of all time. Yeah, good happen. And Lita, they're always doing stuff with Lita, so I can see Lita maybe getting a spot. Trish Stratus on social media basically said that she would love to do it. So I can see them maybe bringing Trish Stratus in. Uh, so I, it's going to be interesting to see who they choose, who they end up picking. I am stoked for that. I Let me ask you this question, that. Sean. Let me ask you this question. How would you feel, Sean, if they're counting down number 30, right? Number 30. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Boom. Celebrate. da 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 Everybody How would that make you that feel? Huh? Everybody keeps throwing that out there. Would that piss um, me off if she was number 30 in the Royal Rumble? It would kind of piss me off unless they used it to get somebody else over. Well, does she not? They, they were, if, okay, I got it. Okay. I'm going to go on record, Sean. I'm going to go on record, all right? If Stephanie McMahon wins the Royal Rumble, I'm going on record. If Stephanie McMahon wins the Royal Rumble, I am taking a camera and I'm going to Titan Tower in Stanford, Connecticut. Matter of fact, I will fly you in and you and I together will go to Stanford, Connecticut with a camera crew if she wins the Royal Rumble, and that is a promise. Well, I have learned in my life, Jimmy, you can't put over people too much. Because if you do, if you put over people, you say, Alex Pawlowski is this great writer, this, this, that. He's going to ask for a raise. Yeah, like you <laughs> did. Yeah, I'm with you. Yes. Yes. Um, that's, that's why you're so so rude to me all the time now. What? <laughs> you, you what? Want, you want to make sure. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What am I rude to you? Where, where does that come from? That's why you... I gave you, you a Christmas gift, up. man. I know. I was very happy about yeah, that. Yeah, but I'm rude to you all of a sudden. Look at how sensitive you are. Why are you so sensitive, Jimmy? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm playing off of the strengths and weaknesses of Sean Ross up here. Let me ask yeah. you another question, Sean. No, hold on, hold on. All right. But Stephanie McMahon never puts over anybody. No, never, ever, ever, ever. He wants 
Vicky on her way out. Vicky on her way out. Yeah. But like you could really make somebody yeah. off of eliminating Stephanie McMahon from the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And then have her focus her energy on that one person right. and then culminate by her beating somebody at WrestleMania. Because I don't, I don't want to see Stephanie wrestle. Although I will say, I did enjoy the match with Brie Bella. They worked very, very hard on it. I had a lot of fun with that that match. But I would enjoy it if, uh, if say, Stephanie was 29 and then a 30th entrant was uh, Brock Ella Lesnar. And, and, and Brock Ella Lesnar went out there and F5'd her into the fourth row. That would be entertaining. Like, I think you and I would be talking about that eight months down the road if that happened, wouldn't we? Well, yeah, we would, but... It'd be fun. Would we be talking about it for the right reasons? I mean, people were talking about the OJ case. I'm not telling him to murder her. I'm just saying, like, F5 her into the fifth row. Kind of are. No, because people would catch her. People would catch her, Sean. Nobody's catching her. You think they just... just... (laughs) That'd be funny. Well, maybe it wouldn't be. Let me ask you this question. Um, Because they have now acknowledged it's going to be a 30-women match... And uh, it's they, now they didn't announce the time uh, in between the time intervals, but assuming it's going to be the same as the men, I do not think it would make any sense to do back-to-back rumble matches. I think that you're going to you're risk burning out the crowd when you're going to do the men's one. Do you think they're going to open the show with the women's Royal Rumble? They should, or if they if they think that the winner of the men's is going to be underwhelming, you could close with the women's and then, you know. Do the rah rah history thing again, but mm. um, I think they're going to open with the women. Yeah. I think they should do sixty second intervals too. I really do. For like, both, I know, yeah. I, well, for the women, and not just bec- not because like women are less, yada mm. yada yada. I just think that it's a better idea for an early rumble, like when you're trying to hash this out, because we've seen women's battle royals and NXT and stuff, but. That's just something they do in yeah. early Royal Rumbles. They kind of they toy around with the clock and they see what works right. for that type of thing. And if I got to go in there and I got to see Asuka and Alexa Bliss miss four drop kicks like I did on Monday, then no. And you know what happens every every time a new person comes in the ring, you're supposed to shine that person, mm-hmm. make them look good, yada yada yada. I mean, I think the clock will be worked anyway for this, so it's a mm-hmm. matter. Yeah, possible. Well, that'll all be interesting. Uh, so, um, Nigel might find this interesting. Last week, and I was home, what, a uh, uh, couple of days during the holidays, whatever. Sean Ross Sapp is texting me, letting me know that you can purchase hair <laughs> that was in a t-shirt. So, somebody bought a ring-worn t-shirt. Okay. And you talk about capitalism, Sean. So, somebody bought a ring-worn t-shirt from a female wrestler named Sasha Banks, and in that T-shirt, they pulled out two strands of hair, and they put the hair on eBay. And Sean Ross Sapp texted me to say, hey, Jimmy, we should buy the hair. Let's buy the hair for Pfeiffer. <laughs> I think it would be hilarious. I really do. And then we could have either gifted it back to Sasha or ran a contest. Because I will say this, for better or for worse, I have never seen anything in years of covering MMA and training wrestling mma any of that stuff i've never seen anything like sasha banks fans for better or for worse uh-huh 
I, well, you all can take that however you want, but they are very, very, very passionate to a, to a sometimes dangerous degree, as we found out by eBay. So because I try to make good business decisions, Nigel, <laughs> and, and this person on eBay had it like buy now for thirty nine ninety nine. I told Sean, okay, I still got to try to make good business decisions. It's worth no more than 20 bucks. You have my, my approval. Go ahead and bid 20 bucks. I could have just said, you know what, give them their $39.99. Let's get the stupid hair. No. I, had, I was thinking business-minded, Sean. I said $20, and he got outbid. <laughs> you know, there he are some things. He got outbid for Sasha's uh, little hairs that were in her T-shirt. There, there are some now. things in life that you look at, and when they're $39.99, you go, oh, that's 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then there are some things that are thirty nine ninety nine that you look at and you go, "That's thirty nine dollars." That's right. <laughs> that was that was thirty nine dollars. No, it was forty bucks. <laughs> it was definitely forty bucks. And I'm glad we did. And it looked like they put it in a, you know, those plastic things for like sports cards. Yeah, they did. They had it in one of those. You know, like a card like, protector. Like a card yes. protector. It was a card yeah. protector. Yeah. Uh, so I found out they they tried to sell this a couple months ago for like a hundred, and it didn't work. Of course, it but, didn't work. But it didn't go viral then either. I think they could have sold it for a hundred bucks. How did it go viral around. this time? How did that happen? Somebody tweeted and said, "Like this is what we're really doing now. We're we're selling Sasha Banks's hair, and that's how I came to learn about it. Was some somebody had posted on it from Twitter? But yeah, right. Whew. right. Hmm. That's nice." Um, before I guess we go to the first thing, so uh, back to the mixed match challenge, and that's like a bit of a tongue twister. The mixed match challenge. Uh, we already mentioned Beth Phoenix is going to be part of the commentary team alongside Michael Cole and Corey Graves. It starts on January sixteenth at ten p.m. Eastern on Facebook. They're taping it or they're doing it live after SmackDown. Uh, it was announced today, January third, the first tag team that's going to be in the mixed match challenge. Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss. What do you think of that pairing? Who gives a shit? Yeah? Who gives a shit? It's interesting that they care. took the biggest guy and the smallest girl and put them together. They could look like they look like Rocky Balboa and Thunderlips, you know? From, yeah, it's, from... It's, a, it's a good visual contrast. I mean, you know, we'll cover it. I'll talk about anything big that happens on it. Right. I don't give one shit about this. And if you all do... More power to you. What I found particularly odd was Kurt Angle announcing yesterday that Enzo Amore was out of it due to the flu. Mm -hmm. This thing starts in two weeks, mm -hmm. Jimmy. Mm -hmm. Two weeks. Not only that, his match might not be for another six weeks. Did you hear about uh, Conor McGregor? I've heard a lot of things about Conor McGregor. So Conor McGregor has the Aussie flu. Really? Do you, and, and it's a, it's a, a like a I don't want to use the word debilitating, but it's a serious strand of the flu. He's been in bed for apparently a week. Damn. Do you think there's any possibility Enzo's because Conor McGregor was like posting on Twitter? He's like, "What the hell? I've never even been to Australia." Like joking, <laughs> right? But he's been yeah. in bed. Do you think um, Enzo might have got the Aussie flu? It's possible, but that chicken noodle soup's gonna get him get him right. Yes, it is. Yeah, maybe some Samoan will help him out too. Oh, my God. Uh, so, you know, I, I've made these jokes about relocating to Toronto, but by now I feel like I've made like three or four trips there already, Jimmy. Mm -hmm. As people saw on Fightful, Fightful Wrestling's Funniest Moments of the Year, you actually paid me a visit, too. Yes, I did. Take a look. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp live from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Are you kidding? Jimmy, Are you can, kidding me? Can you believe it? 
<laughs> Miracles really? do exist. I'm here. Yeah. I got here contrary to you not wanting me to be here right uh -huh. next to you. This is your surprise. What, what could be more of a surprise? I took <laughs> that money uh -huh. that, that you gave me. Yeah. That you, you, you touted the raise that you gave me. <laughs> and I put it towards a plane ticket and I flew myself here. I think I'm going to stay all week. I'm going to go to the, the Jays Reds game next week. I, I'm, uh -huh. I'll be here for the birth of your child, Jimmy. Is this, this is kind of like the Wayne's World thing? I, I, where guess the, uh, call me, I guess you can call me the Godfather. I'll be there. Will you be? For the birth, yes. And somehow we're sitting in the exact same spot, and and yet we're not uh, we're not sitting on top of each other. What That's... are you talking about? You're right. You're right here next to me. <laughs> okay, so you got to explain to the audio listeners about the silliness that you're doing. To the audio listeners, anything they don't deserve no? it. They don't you got deserve... a green. You actually got a green screen. A green screen. This is not a green screen. It's not a green screen. Jimmy, here's my passport. I'm I'm there. <laughs> Look, it's. <laughs> it's it's my passport. Yeah, can I see the? I stamp? flew my chair too. Can I? <laughs> can I see the Canadian stamp on that passport? No. Show it to me. No. Don't I can't be see nosy. That? Mind your oh. own business. Okay. Okay. Kudos to you for uh, for going the extra mile. You actually got a green screen. Going the extra mile, I went hundreds. <laughs> how long are you gonna keep this charade going? Like how long? You want me to go another 10 minutes doing this? I didn't this? fly all the way to Toronto to play charades, Jimmy. Did Jimmy! You Did you show up late? Jimmy! What are you doing? I am here at a Toronto medical facility. How long did we have dead air while you were off doing that? Zero. I'm here at a Toronto medical facility, Jimmy. Your wife is giving birth and you're not here! Why are you all wet? I ran! I ran! <laughs> I put my suit jacket on! Ventura's here! Zorro's here! Nigel's really? here! Melissa! Lindsay, really? We're all here! You know what? I need to talk to Lindsay for a minute. Would you mind uh, putting her on camera for me? Uh, no! She's, she, can't, <laughs> she didn't sign a release. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Jimmy, okay. why, why, how am I here and you're not here? I'm just now seeing the image because our thing is on tape delay. So I'm I'm just now seeing the image. You're really going the extra mile today, man. I, I ran this, at least three of them. Where'd the suit jacket come from all of a sudden? I had it. I, you think I'm going to the Sky Dome dressed as a scoundrel? One, two, three. And so where I am... I am in Ewing, Kentucky. You son of a bitch. And I am outside your house, Sean, in Ewing, Kentucky right now. <laughs> and you know what? I'm not going to come alone because, again, if I want to bring other people with me, all I have to do is snap my fingers and they can come too. And so let's, let's try this technology oh, again and see if it works. Christ. I'm going to go ahead and do like three snaps. Oh, and what do you Jesus have to say to uh, Mr. Sapp? <laughs> All right. You cut it off before happy birthday? 
That uh, that was me. The, the happy birthday was painful. You all can see. Oh, more really? Why? Because you were part of it? Well, it just we were really off key. It was uh, it was bad. Uh, well, I didn't think you were going to be the three tenors, Nigel. You were just out there to do a happy birthday, you know. Oh, it was worse than I remembered. So, you know, uh, was... I, I I forgot to read a quote that I got to read when we were talking about uh, Alexa and Braun. I forgot to read this quote. Sure. This is from WWE.com. All right, are you ready for this quote, Sean? WWE.com. I am. Quote. The unrelenting combination of five feet of fury and the monster among men oh, will, son sp- of a bitch. will spell trouble for any opponents who dare to step into the ring with them. He actually wrote that shit, man. <sighs> Do you ever look at the... Because I, I don't know what you get in the U.S. Uh, during commercial breaks for Raw. Do you get Scott Stanford's live event stuff? No. Okay, so... I bet it's terrible. So up here in Canada, we have the little live event plugs, and right now Scott Stanford's doing them. In the past, they've had Oda, Arda Ocal did them. I can't remember what his W name was, Kyle Edwards or something. They had Renee Young used to do them. Kathy Kelly did them. Now Scott Stanford is doing them, right? And I know he's reading a teleprompter, and it's not his fault. He says every single nickname for every single performer that he's plugging on a card. Every single one, Sean. Just imagine 30 seconds of Scott Stanford. Think about it. 30 seconds of How Scott Stanford. How can he Stanford. fit that into 30 seconds? Because they only list like six guys. Uh. And so all six. You know, oh, the leader of the Balor Club. The Big Red Machine. It's, it's nauseating. So I, I had that thread about like what WWE thinks of media, and they kind of think that everybody wants to work for them. Mm. There have there have been times when like maybe some people have contacted me about WWE.com work and stuff like that. And I've spoken to people that have worked there before, and they're like, it's just like if it were WWE production, like commentators. You have to write in their like lingo and right. do that type of stuff, and right. it's so frustrating. So right. Yeah, yep. that's got to be. I, I I feel really bad for the people who got into journalism to be creative and different and legit and have to do that type of stuff. Right, right. It'd be like working on like the Kardashians reality show. Oh my god! When you want to just tell stories, but you're doing that. Uh, so here's a question for you. Sure. So they announced after SmackDown this week that at the Royal Rumble, AJ Styles is going to defend the WWE title. Uh, I guess Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in a handicap match. Is this going to be a situation where whoever scores the pin wins the title? Because they didn't really make that clear. No, they didn't, and it's very WCW 2000, and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that should happen. If you if you want to do it, just make it a triple threat match, and then you can say, well, it'll be like a handicap match. I think that's just Makes no dumb. sense. Yeah, it makes no sense. And then, of course, the first thing I thought of is, are they going to all of a sudden create dissension with KO and Sammy? Because don't. Don't. Leave them the way they are. Do not create dissension with those two guys. There's always there's always the possibility of KO and Sami Zayn going into something and, and having a conflict, but oh, it's just so messy. And like a lot of the well, a lot of the main events on SmackDown haven't meant anything lately, but now they do because they're they're setting up a championship match. I think that WWE tried to facilitate a situation where there would be like the the image that KO and Sami Zayn were legit at odds with WWE and from what I understand that was never really the case yeah. like I don't think that they were ever at odds with them or yeah. else they wouldn't be working there. they wouldn't have been on television because Neville is at odds with WWE and he's not working there right but, and they um, gave away his finisher they well kind of his isn't the rings of Saturn his is the Batista bite close enough so if 
it, it is very close. It, it, there's a cross face to it, and then there's another one that isn't. But it's it's very very similar. But let me ask you this, that's this just question: messy, messy, and lazy. And SmackDown lately, the writing has been lazy. And let me ask you this: because we know that Vince McMahon is all about this is entertainment, and wrestling is what my dad did, right? This is this is entertainment, and he seems to not care so much now about you know the the importance of titles and all that. Do you think the WWE would actually create co-champions for the WWE title? They have for the Intercontinental title before. They have for the women's title before. Do you think they would do it for the WWE title? They'd make co-champions. That'd be a tough one. I know that, that he has always viewed that title as the tip top. Because he... I mean, that's why the lineage... Like, the lineage of so many titles has been interrupted. Yeah. The lineage of that title has never been interrupted. But it seems like they, now they got the universal title above it. Kind of, but it's always going to seem like that on Raw. It, yeah. It'll always seem like it because everybody perceives that as the number one. Yeah. Um, what I think is funny about how lineages and stuff have, have panned out, the title that was the SmackDown Tag Team Championship in 2002 is now the Raw Tag Team Championship. That's how messed up they did. They couldn't have just... They couldn't have just made it simple. Uh, I just think that's weird. Yeah. I, to me, I want to keep the history of a lot of these titles. I don't want to disrupt them. And I agree. I agree. It's weird. Now, we talked about Enzo Amore uh, earlier about how he has been pulled from the Mixed Match Challenge because of the flu. PW Insider reports that on Monday he was actually checked into the hospital in, uh, where were they? Miami, I think it was. Yes. And uh, he actually checked himself out, according to PW Insider, because he wanted to do the match with Cedric Alexander, and WWE sent him back to his hotel. So uh, if that's true, good on Enzo, I guess, that he you know was going to go the extra mile. He gets shit on a lot for stupid things that he does and having like a penis as a signature on his driver's license and all that crap. But uh, he wanted to work, so kudos to him on that. In my opinion, all Roman Reigns should invite him back into the locker room for that because... As of like a few weeks ago, he still wasn't in the locker room. So uh, if I'm if I'm Roman Reigns, I take a look at that situation, see a guy who was so willing to work even when he was sick, sick to the point where he had to be hospitalized, and WWE said no, wanting to show up and work. Mm -hmm. I say fresh start. Let's make it happen. That is that is a very good look for Enzo Amore that he wanted to that much. And I see him on a lot of people's like worst wrestler of the year list, and I'm mm -hmm. like. What matches were you guys watching? Because this dude sells his ass off. He does. He, he hangs in there with the 205 Live guys. Like, I don't see him as a bad wrestler. Maybe he's not, you know, he ain't Timothy Thatcher, and he's not Matt Riddle, and he's not Ricochet or Will Osprey, but he is exactly what he needs to be, and he does it very well. Yeah, he doesn't have the offense, but when it comes to selling, he's probably the best in the company. That guy, he's amazing he looks like he's getting destroyed when he's out there, you know? He's great at it. So, um couple other things about raw that i wanted to mention the first one i had flashbacks to raw in like 93 for this first one do you remember before wrestlemania 9 when hulk hogan returned to wwe and he's on raw with brutus beefcake and they're wearing all their stupid yellow and red stuff and hulk hogan pretends to improvise uh we're gonna call ourselves uh, uh the mega maniacs that's what we're gonna do we're the mega maniacs and it sounded so stupid and it sounded so like 80s and and whatever I couldn't help but think the same thing when Kane and Braun Strowman both referred to themselves as the Alpha Monsters. But my question for you is, was that done either as a nod to or as a shot at Chris Jericho because of Alpha versus Omega and because of the Alpha Club? I don't want to say a shot. I think it was like a dismissive thing. Like, 
here you are doing this thing, so we're going to go and say something similar in front of a much larger audience, ha-ha, because that's the type of shot they like to make. Mm. You know, they... Uh, it clearly came off to me like that was not that was not accidental because they both said it. Kane and Braun both said no it. no way right? it was accidental. By the way, as you all will read in this week's Fightful Wrestling Weekly, which drops Friday every week, a bunch of exclusive information... It was a direct Vince McMahon call to have Braun Strowman repeatedly power slam Heath Slater and Rhino. And I do want to give him credit for recognizing that that was over and saying, okay, have him do it after the graphic too. So that, that was kind of cool. But yeah, that's that's one of those little stupid shots that WWE likes to take at people. And, and the name just sounds stupid. Off of Monsters sounds stupid. Of course, every damn nickname they come up with sounds really stupid. And if it doesn't, they make it sound stupid. I agree. I agree. Now, uh, I posted something on Twitter that, I, that you seem to like. Uh, so <laughs> on one other thing that happened on Raw was the one carnation, one carnation, one incarnation of the Bullet Club. Uh, they had a reunion on Raw when Finn Balor teamed up with Gallows and Anderson against Elias, Bo Dallas, and Kurt Axel. And the smile on Finn Balor's face could not have been wider when he was standing in the ring with those guys. It's known that they're still tight, and I think him and Carl Anderson especially are really, really tight. And, uh, and he genuinely looked really, really happy. I posted something on Twitter about kudos to whoever it was that, number one, explained the Bullet Club to Vince McMahon, because he has no idea, reminded him about it once he forgot, which he did, and then pushed him to do the match after he probably changed his mind twice. So kudos to whoever it was, because I thought that was great. And again, it goes back to what we've talked about. The fans know the backgrounds of these guys. They know it. And so when Finn, when they did the backstage segment and Gallows and Anderson came up behind Finn, the crowd popped because they know that they used to work together in Japan, right? So I want to see more stuff like this because the crowd will react to it. I want to see Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas come together because the crowd will react to it. And I want to see, I really want to see Rusev do a run in to save Lana because the crowd will eat that shit up. So that's what I they, want to see. They sure Sean. will. Yeah. Also, I, I would love to see Rusev, Lana, and Aiden English as a trio. I think that'd be, be great. Really good as a three person act. Right. I, I really wanted to ask one of my contacts backstage if that's how it went down with Vince McMahon. But, like, how do you do that without framing it? Like, the response I would just get back would be, like, you dick. Like, it absolutely like went that. down. It absolutely went but down. But it probably did go down remarkably similar to that. Yeah. Here's some breaking news. WWE shop updates. They have now Natalia cat ear headbands on one ear. It says Natty Cat on the other ear. It says Paws Out, Claws Out. You know, she's like 37, Sean. Is she? You know that? She's like 37. And I got to tell you, so my wife was uh, watching some SmackDown with me last night. And they had the graphic. Close enough. They had the graphic for the Women's Royal Rumble. And the top row, Natty was in the middle, in the top row, and her cat ears made, like, they stuck out over everybody else on the graphic. And my wife, who's a casual fan, looked at that and said, that looks stupid. She's not 21. She's 35 years old wearing that bullshit. 21. Uh, It's dumb. It's just dumb. It's dumb. But you know what? If little girls buy it, and if Natty gets a cut of that, good for her. Yeah, I can't imagine the cost. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. A whole lot. But, but it's dumb. But hey, I want her to make money, so that's good, but it's dumb. Let's see how much they cost. So This is going to be big. Nigel, it's dumb, Nigel. <laughs> Five bucks. He, he's howling. Every time Wait, I say it's dumb, Nigel's dumb? like Wait, laughing. To be fair, th- this should, to, to tie it around and go full circle, it was four ninety nine. but on my first instinct was, that's five bucks. Exactly. Not four dollars, right? Not four dollars, <laughs> yes, it's five dollars. Exactly. Are you, uh, are you much of a video game guy, Sean? A little bit, like, um, and we're going to actually get into more video game content on Fightful.com. As I told Brian Rose, who actually does a lot of work for a Nintendo-based outlet, um, I was like, you know, it's not always my thing, but it is a lot of people's thing. Mm -hmm. And that's what's important. We want to appeal to as many people as we can. Now, I have not played Fire Pro Wrestling World. See, I have. Oh, you have? I do own that game. On Steam? Yes. Okay, so uh, I have seen lots of like little, you know, gifts and stuff like that. Like I know Matt Riddle's. I, I don't know if these are all custom or not, but I've seen like Matt Riddle in it, and I've seen like John Cena in it, and AJ Styles and all this stuff. And I know it's a big game on Steam. New Japan has announced that they're going to be part of the PS4 release, which is interesting that they're going to release that game on PS4 uh, apparently this summer. And uh, it's been out on Steam since last year. So is it good? It's a good game. So, yeah, it, it was a game that was popularized in Japan. They brought it over in, like, 2007 especially and rela- released it domestically as Fire Pro Wrestling Returns on PS2. Met with great success. Its simplicity makes it very customizable. So you can customize these, and because it's uh, the, like the graphics are somewhat primitive, mm-hmm. it's very easy to customize it and put everything on there. Right. Also, it has, like, every move ever. It has MMA modes in it. It has kickboxing modes in it. It's very, very, very fun, and um, it came out last year. And here's the thing: AJ Styles tried to tell TNA to do this years ago, like to get 08, part of the game. To get part of the game. Yeah, yeah. He's like, it's easy. And the thing is, New Japan might not really have to put any money or effort into it because there's a community of people who have already created their entire roster on right. there, right. and it would it would pass. Now, the the PS4 release was already a known thing. It just wasn't known when. I got tired of waiting for a PS4 release, and I bought it in September or October. Haven't played it much since then, but I loved what I played of it. I bought a PC controller for the first time mm. just to do that, and you know now I have a machine that can run that type of thing. It's a lot of fun. It is the right move to make. I kind of speculated uh, amongst myself and our associate editor, Brian, that that's what they would do, and it's just – it's a good move. It's an A-plus move. It is a savvy uh, savvy move on their part because it is popular in America. 
most people who play Fire Pro know New Japan anyway. Yeah. But it's not going to hurt to get it in front of more people. Mm. So... Cool. Just maybe I'll maybe I'll check it brilliant. out sometime. I, I forget the name of the game. There was a game for N sixty four, a WWE game for N sixty four, and it was simplistic looking as well, but it's still considered one of the most fun games because it was easy to play. No Mercy. No Mercy. That's yeah. the one. And that game was a fun game. So is this thing like No Mercy? It's a two D. It's two D basically. So it's uh, so just left right. That's it. Kind of. Uh, not not that. It's two D on a three D plane, sort of like okay. you can go up, down, okay. left, right. But yeah, No Mercy is one. If they updated the graphics on it, made them smoother, and then re-released that with WWE talents, then I they, think they would, should. They would do great. Yeah, I think they should. Let's go to Stupid People. This is a stupid song. It just goes on and on. You might find some meaning, but you would be wrong. Okay, so uh, TrevorStrong.org. Thank you for the usage of the stupid song. And once a month, I like to do a little disclaimer to explain to any new listeners why we're doing a Stupid People segment on a wrestling podcast. And the reason for it is that we used to do a weekly segment called WWE's Weekly Excessive Usage of Stupid Nicknames, uh, counting how many times they said the big dog and how many times they said (laughs) boss time and all that nonsense. We stopped doing it because not only did it never improve, but it got worse. And so the segment became redundant. We changed it to a stupid news segment. We've been doing that ever since. Now, my goal still, Sean, every week is to get at least one story for the Sean Ross Sap file. And once again, I've come through, Sean. Maybe in 2018, at the end of the year, I can do just a full compilation of the best stupid people news stories out of the Sean Ross Sap file. Yeah, you could. Like shitting penises, basically. <laughs> so you can do. That's, sure. So this first one, and hey, these, am I supposed to feel shamed? No, for this? it's no because it's it's funny. It's just it's, I mean, there is a certain seventy-three-year-old WWE chairman who is wildly entertained by this stuff. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And if he was to ever watch our podcast, this is the only segment he'd probably pay attention to. <laughs> That's true. So, so this first one, and again, it never ceases to amaze me that these are true stories because they're true stories. So uh, this was reported by PenLive.com on January second. Last April, because there's a little bit of a backstory, last April, a man named Edwin Greco Wiley Biggs was serving time at the Fayette State Prison in LaBelle, Pennsylvania, when a corrections officer saw another inmate pass him something. Okay, this is last April. They ordered a strip search, and they found a bag up his ass that contained synthetic marijuana. Okay? He was sentenced to an additional three to six years for possessing contraband on top of whatever his sentence was because they didn't – the story didn't say. But he was given an extra three to six years on top of his other sentence for possessing contraband. The reason that this is news now is because he just had his appeal of the case. And uh, how did Evan Bourne do in his appeal? Well, here's the best part about it. So he uh, – I don't think he had an attorney for this. And uh, the appeal uh, went nowhere very quickly. And the reason it went nowhere very quickly is because he told the state superior court that the drugs found in his butt weren't his. <laughs> so, so in doing <laughs> in doing this, <laughs> does he say that like the old uh, I was holding it for for a friend, or like does he pretend that he doesn't know that like he? I, Where'd that come from? I didn't know that was up there. Right, right. Whoa, 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 wait. Oh, I was yeah. just trying to do my Yoni cu- cucumber cleanse, and yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, that was his defense. Uh, the court told him that they had sufficient evidence to back up the conviction. <laughs> and that was it. Shocking turn of events. Yeah, yeah. So good for him. That was good. This next one, people are sweethearts. This was reported by MLive.com on January 1st. A man in Kalamazoo, Michigan, decided to ring in the new year by shooting a gun from the back porch of his house at midnight. Stop doing this, people. You're fucking idiots. Yep, so from his back porch, the clock strikes 12. He celebrates by shooting a gun. Police officers responded because they were alarmed or alerted that there was somebody shooting a gun on his back porch at midnight. They surrounded the house. They got a search warrant. Uh, not only did they discover that there were two handguns uh, on the, you know, on this person, one of which was stolen, but they discovered it was a meth lab. Oh, boy. Isn't that amazing, Nigel? <laughs> well, first off, what goes up must come down, and people have died yes. from this type of stuff before. A teenager and, did last year in the U.S. Yeah, I see all this stuff, like all these people, like, yep. especially in my area, they're posing with their pictures of their guns on New Year's, yep. and I'm like, really? But you would think that if you are living in a meth lab, that you might not want to fire a gun, especially if that is stolen, from the back porch of your house to ring in the new year. You might not want to do oh, that. Oh, yeah. I did, a, I did a wrestling show in Aberdeen once, and we were going to do a benefit for the fire station out there. And I one of the promos I cut was, maybe we wouldn't have to do this benefit for the fire station if you all stopped blowing up meth labs. There you go. And uh, I, I just imagine, you know, I've never had a meth lab, but I've watched Breaking Bad. Absolutely. I consider myself well-versed in the meth world. I'm, I'm pretty much a pro. There you go. You I know how many people – you know how many people uh, have tried to create ricin because they saw it on that show? Oh, I'd a say lot. many. I would say many. Yeah. Um, but I would probably stay out of any uh, legal troubles that I possibly could if I was running a meth lab. Yes, you would. So this guy was arrested on uh, several felony charges, including possession with intent to distribute meth, possession of a stolen firearm, felony firearm, maintaining a drug house, and possession of marijuana. Happy New Year. Happy you New Year. Dope. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking dope. Now this last one. Have you ever been to London, England? Nope. Okay. You, Sean, no? <laughs> Come on. Okay, all right. So the, uh, so the, the subway, the London Underground, uh, some of the stations, the way that the doors work, they have those automatic doors where they're like doors like this, and then they, you know, when you put in the, the, the swipe the card or whatever, they open like that, and then they automatically close again like this, right? So it was reported by the UK's Daily Mail on December 30th that a man tried to avoid paying the fare at the London Underground by jumping over the barricade, but when he did it, he got his dick caught in the doors. <laughs> okay, so first off, first off, uh, how big was his foreskin? Was it 18 inches? Did he have used weights? Like, so I will say this: uh, Daily Mail actually had video because somebody, of course, what do people do? Somebody pulled out their cell phone and took video. Uh, because what happened was this guy caught himself trying to jump over because he knew if I go any further, I'm going to injure myself. And he was actually like cradling the top of the doors. Uh, and then people came along like from the uh, staffers and they were helping him get out. So people were, took out their phones and were shooting video. You can actually see the video on the internet. He was screaming. People lined up to watch. Uh, eventually he was able to get out. The first thing he did, he like stumbled a bit. When he, when he hit the ground, turned around. Now, you got to remember, he tried to avoid paying a fare, which technically would be, you know, an offense. Yeah. And he, yeah. hugged, he hugged the police that helped him. It's the first thing he did. 
So. Like it's see the thing is ironically these are my favorites but I'm always left so speechless by them like. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. The first thing I thought of is, like, does he have, like, a like a two-foot dick? Like, how did you get your dick caught <laughs> in the door, you know? So here's the thing. Like, you know, you go back and you watch, like, American Pie, and you're like, that stuff can't happen. Yeah, it can. It really can. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh. I mean, there's some dude banging a pie somewhere. There's some dude <laughs> his hand to a wiener somewhere. There's some dude, like, getting, getting – chugging, chugging, chugging a, a cup of uh, beer sperm. There, there you go. Might have Man, happened. it always happens. It's so weird. Like – yeah. And somebody's going to make a lot of money off that video on YouTube. Meanwhile, we struggle to get re-monetized on our manual reviews. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. well, that's how it goes. So uh, let's see. What else should I talk about here? I still got some stuff left. How about Sid Vicious? Oh, my God. Okay, I think Nigel, because Nigel is the whole political conspiracy theory guy. You might like this one, uh, Nigel. Good. So I've Sid got, Vicious. I've got a follow-up, too. Oh, you have a follow-up to this? I do. Okay, so we'll we'll get to that. So Sid Vicious, he was a big pro wrestler in the 80s and 90s, right? Big, gigantic guy. And the knock on him years ago was that he was a big softball fan. Okay. And played softball, uh, you know, obviously minorly, but he played softball when he wasn't wrestling and stuff. And he had the reputation back in the day for he would miss shows and he would claim an illness when in reality he was playing softball. <laughs> right? And he used to do that. Now, I'm not saying he was playing softball this time, Sean, but... Uh, he was cold. he was scheduled to work a show last weekend in Cleveland, Ohio, for AIW, which is a promotion called Absolute Intense Wrestling. He, we've, we've interviewed their promoter actually after he had he and Matt Riddle had some beef that's, earlier. This that's year. the same guy, right? Right. Yeah. So Sid canceled. The promoter was able to get a hold of him uh, when he, when the promoter was trying to call him. Sid wasn't answering, and they actually used another wrestler's phone, Swaggle's phone, and Sid answered that call. So the promoter was able to talk to him, and they recorded the phone call. Sid Vicious told the promoter that due to Donald Trump's travel ban, he was prevented from boarding his flight. He said that he had an unpaid speeding ticket and he was required to have his passport, even though he's a U.S. citizen who was traveling within the U.S. Uh, and he claimed it was because of the Donald Trump travel ban. Uh, AIW, with the help of EC3, I think made the best of this because the first thing AAW did was they re-released their poster and they put Hornswoggle's face on Sid's body, and said and said that he's <laughs> Hornswoggle's be... a little person by the yeah, way. He's, yeah, he's yeah, he's a he's a little person. Oh, wonderful. Sid is yeah. six foot nine. Yeah, but Hornswoggle's <laughs> very recognizable from WWE though. So, but they yes. they put his face on Sid's body, and uh, EC3, who's a wrestler in Impact Wrestling, he dressed up as Sid. And he even signed, he went to the gimmick table or the merchandise table and he signed Sid's 8x10s <laughs> dressed as Sid, which I thought was pretty awesome. So what's your so update? This, so I'll have some more on this in the Fightful Wrestling Weekly. Again, like, I can't make a full story out of something that didn't happen, but I like to include these in the Fightful Wrestling Weekly. Tons of exclusives in there, guys. Check it out. Saturday, I contacted ESID3 and I said, can I interview you as Sid? And he said, I think that's an okay idea. And then I, the next day I said, hey, you have any time tomorrow or Tuesday? And he said, you're really trying to do this interview, aren't you? Like I think he thought I was joking with yeah, him. Yeah. And I said, hell yeah, I am. And he said, I'm not going to rock any boat until I make sure that uh, I figure out my life first. Uh, so hopefully we can get that done in the future. But I did try to make that happen. I thought that that would have been great for listening, you boy, to right. just – just have him speaking in his normal voice, not even just answering questions as he was said. But he did tell me, and this is legit, 
that he would bat number five and play right center for me on my softball team. There you go. There you go. Is this still a part of stupid people? Uh, might as well be, yeah. Might as well be. That's pretty good. I, I mean, write in. All he had to do was say, hey, man, uh, you know, I just don't feel like it. I'll give you. I'll send you back your deposit. Sorry, I'm a dick. You know? I, did, did he get – did they get the, the deposit back? Because I, I know that they had mentioned that they were out the, the airfare and all that crap. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard about it. But uh, that's what it was. Now, I never thought on this podcast that I would ever mention the name Ed Asner. Uh, yeah. Unless we were going to do a review of The Wrestler, which was the, the 1974 film that Ed Asner was in. I have uh, that. Oh, there you go. Uh, otherwise, I did not think we would ever talk about Ed Asner. So do you know who uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is, Nigel? Yep. So he's an actor, right? Yep. And on Twitter, and this was yesterday, I think January 2nd, he posted a cartoon depiction of an independent wrestler known as El Generico, who is now Sami Zayn in WWE. But on, on the independence, he was El Generico, wore a mask. So Gordon, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt posted a cartoon depiction of El Generico uh, with the caption, This wrestler needs a name, Thoughts. Now, I guess a question to the side, Sean. Was he being serious? Did he not know that was El Generico? I don't know. Okay. I don't. I have no idea. I tried to find out, but I haven't heard anything. Like, you know, I can't just, hey, Joseph. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was curious if he come. was kidding or if he was being serious because, like, 200 people responded and said, that's Sami Zayn, El Generico, right? Yes. Uh, Ed Asner, of all people, replied to Joseph Gordon-Levitt and suggested that they call him El Gingerico because, you know, red hair. So, but I, I just thought it was interesting. Ed Asner's like 90 years old. I thought it was interesting that he replied to Joseph Gordon-Levitt's Twitter. Well, when so. I looked, I, I wondered if Joseph Gordon-Levitt even does his own social media. Right. Because he's, he's trying to start a new, like, social community anyway. I mean, he's a uh, young enough like, guy. He probably does, right? Yeah, I know. But if you look through his stuff, as I did, like, a lot of it's, like, very, like, advertised-based stuff. Oh, yeah. But Ed Asner, that, that one was shocking. And yeah, yeah. I, yeah. That's that's pretty cool, honestly. I mean, that and that the wrestler is what I know him from the most because uh, the guy who trained my trainers, Billy Robinson, was an integral part of that movie, and uh, that's where I first was acquainted with Ed Asner. That's just very, very cool. Yeah, I think Lou Grant is how everybody, most people probably remember him, was Lou Grant mm -hmm. from the Mary Tyler Moore Show. But uh, now let's talk about Cena, John Cena, and you already kind of touched upon this. So uh, he's official for the Royal Rumble. He confirmed that he's going to be in the Royal Rumble match. He's not going to win. I would bet my house on it, but he's, he's going to be in the Royal Rumble match. Uh, he's also scheduled for the Raw 25th anniversary show on January 22nd, which is the week before the Rumble. And here's where I want to you know, get your, your thoughts, Sean. So Dave Meltzer, and you already kind of touched upon it, Dave Meltzer reports that WWE has plans for Cena for a major match at WrestleMania, not a title match, but a major match. Uh, and the first thing that a lot of people are thinking of because of the fact of the timing of the 25th anniversary show prior to the Royal Rumble is The Undertaker. Do you think that The Undertaker might consider coming back for another match, even though he left his gloves in the ring after Roman beat him and he looked like crap in that match, but he makes big money for WrestleMania. Do you think he's considering coming back, being a surprise entrant in the Rumble, Maybe Cena eliminates them, and they finally do Cena take her at Mania. Do you think that's a possibility? I definitely think it's a possibility. I definitely think that he would consider it. I 100% believe that there's always something in his head that says, should I, could I, is it worth it, things mm -hmm. like that. I definitely do. I mean, 
that man is going to get a lot of money from WWE for the remaining years of his life to simply just not do things for other people. Like he's going to get a lot of money, but Taker, you mean? Yeah. Oh, he won't do. Yeah. When it, when it comes to wrestling, Taker won't do anything else. Sure. But I mean, Chris Jericho said he wouldn't either. And WWE will make sure he doesn't do anything else. Yeah. Yeah. By paying him accordingly. Uh, I don't want to see him do it. I, I didn't like last year. No. I've often said, like, when botches happen in matches, I don't mind. I really don't care. But when it's a situation like Reigns and Taker where it's very clearly a spot yep. and they won't give up on it and you're struggling three or four times, that doesn't look like a messy fight. That looks like a bad choreographed pro wrestling what match. What was the spot again? Remind the, me. A tombstone reversal. The reversal. Right, right, right. And it just it just didn't work. Yeah, I agree. Now, uh, something about Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan says something that kind of made me question if he's even considering a non-WWE run. And I'm going to tell you why I'm questioning it. So Daniel Bryan was on Pete Rosenberg's podcast on December 19th. Um, and again, Nigel might find this interesting. Daniel Bryan talked about how he's become anti-consumerism, and which is interesting when you're in a business where you rely on merch money as part of your income. <laughs> But he said he's become anti-consumerism, and this is a quote. He said, in my last run, I stopped wearing my T-shirts to the ring because I had become so anti-consumerism. And not only that, inorganic cotton is really bad for the environment. And that's, that's what did – and he's serious, right? He's serious. So here's my question for you. There have been, there's been so much speculation that if he can't wrestle for WWE, he's going to maybe go to Ring of Honor. Everybody's been talking about, oh, he can make so much money, and the Yum Bucks have all this merchandise, and they're not, their shirt is like number one in Hot Topic. When I read this, I think to myself, does he even care? Does he even want his shirt to be number one in Hot Topic? So what do you think, Sean? Well, he probably doesn't care about his shirt. He should care about ProWrestlingTees.com slash Fightful, where you can get Fightful t-shirts. You can get that beautiful Ya Boy t-shirt that you see back there. Great stuff. We need to get some new designs up there. But, we gotta, yeah, we got to work on that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's something that did stick out to me. Like, he'll talk about, like, he'll want to buy things, and then he'll, like, hesitate on buying them because he's like, do I want to use more materials? Right. And right. Rosenberg's like, materials. And he's like, yeah, just things that exist in the world. Right. Do I want to consume more of that? And right. I was like, wow. However, I think that the wrestling thing is just what's more important to him. Like, mm -hmm. just... The act of wrestling, and I can relate too. Like there are often, like I rarely work in the ring, Jimmy. Like maybe once or twice a year at this point, if the cause is right. But in my head, like I'll see things, and I'm like, how can that relate to pro wrestling? Like thinking up new moves, new spots, new stories, things like that. Mm -hmm. Daniel Bryan says that he's gardening, and he's like, how can this relate to wrestling? Mm -hmm. What can I do new from an artistic standpoint? Because pro wrestling is such a creative. Mm -hmm. form of art and entertainment and that's what i've always loved about it you you have endless possibilities and i don't think that daniel bryan got to experience the end of his possibilities and he really really wants to see that through mm -hmm. so i think that that's what's going to overcome everything because man it is really really hard to satisfy a creative and competitive urge mm -hmm. that you're just not that you just you got to be able to do it the right way. Yeah, especially when you're still young. Writing. He's only like, what, 35 or something, right? So when you're still yeah, young. Yeah, like I found it in writing. I don't think Daniel Bryan's finding it in – Being the general well, manager of SmackDown. Exactly. Yeah. In fact, he said that that makes him want to wrestle more. Well, it would. You're around the guys all the time, right? It would. Yep. Uh, so let's talk about Paige. So uh, Paige, after being gone for like a year with a neck injury, just came back a couple months ago. 
She was injured uh, last week at a live event in Uniondale, New York. She took a kick to the back from Sasha Banks. Apparently, she wasn't prepared for it. Took a bump to the floor. Uh, at first, they thought it was a neck in or a rib injury or a back injury. Last I heard, they think it was a stinger. But apparently, she was feeling better later that night. And uh, Raw this week, uh, she only did a backstage promo about the Rumble. She didn't do anything in the ring. But apparently, she's feeling better. So, Yeah, the kick was not a good one. Uh, and, and I don't really care if Sasha Banks fans troll me on Twitter all day for it, and they will. It was not – I mean – it, the, it was a good-looking kick, but if you see the one that Bailey delivered the night before in the same spot, Bailey's weight was all back on the top turnbuckle. Her feet were below the top rope. When Sasha Banks did it, she pushed her weight outwards. Mm -hmm. Her feet were way above the top rope. It adds a lot of velocity. There are little technical things like that that can make a big difference, especially with somebody like Paige, who is fresh off of a neck injury. And that's something I brought up numerous times, Jimmy. Like we, it's uncharted territory for somebody that young, a woman in professional wrestling in WWE at least, recovering from that type of neck injury. Mm -hmm. We've seen them before, but we've never seen them with. Gosh, Paige has 10, 15 more years left, maybe. Oh, and for sure. For, and not only that, but like, the, the in-ring styles now too. Yes, it's a lot that, different. That as well. Like yeah. Lita was a, a bad twist of fate and a moonsault. That's what right. she was. Right. She wasn't. She wasn't hindered from doing anything so like in that situation you got to kind of take care of it i'm sure sasha didn't mean to hurt her but yeah, yeah. it's a house show lighten up a little bit yeah 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 i agree uh okay i, I guess i'm gonna have to uh, force your segue sean oh my jimmy come on <laughs> come on just be a little more natural like like one of these send me some baseball signals okay like, we could, like... okay let's let's pretend i didn't just say that sean So as we mentioned, James Lynch does all kinds of interviews on the MMA side, and they're usually worth watching even to pro wrestling fans because it, it started off, we would be like, you know, kind of throw in a question about pro wrestling. Now he just does it on his own. And what I've noticed to me is a just a categorical shift in the perception of professional wrestling among legit fighters. Now, we had that Chase Sherman situation uh, last month that Daniel Cormier got involved in and the Young Bucks and all that stuff, but... James Lynch is talking to two top names, never had much of a tie to pro wrestling in UFC heavyweight champion Steve Miocic and former title challenger Wonderboy Thompson. And they both seemed incredibly entertained by the idea. Take a listen. A little bit different I wanted to ask you. We've never really talked about it. Uh, would you ever see yourself going into pro wrestling after your MMA career is over? Because uh, <laughs> you've got kind of an interesting style. I think it would be something interesting. Pro wrestling, I think, would be super cool to do. You know, you see a lot of guys kind of switch over and do some appearances over there. You even see professional boxers make appearances, you know, like Floyd Mayweather. You've seen Ronda Rousey out there. I think it would be cool and a lot of fun. I've always been a big, you know, a fan of it. Never really sat down and watched it on TV, but I love the acting. I love the athleticism that, that some of these big guys have. So I've been, a, I've been a, a fairly big fan of those guys, and I think it would be really cool to do it. Yeah, heck yeah, man. I, w I would try it, you know? Yeah, because you you'd be know. like a perfect baby face is what they call it. You know, like the nice guy. Like you, you'd sort of fit that mold. You could be like an all-American guy or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think you got the gimmick already kind of made up. Thanks, man. I'll have to bulk up, though. Yeah, you know, that's, my <laughs> that's I'll definitely have to bulk up. Those guys are huge. Yeah. Did you you mentioned not watching on TV, but did you have any like favorite wrestlers growing up or anything like that, or or did you just sort of casually uh, caught it? You know what? I just kind of gradually just watched it every now and then. You know, my my nieces and nephews were really big fans, so you know, sat down and watched it with them every now and then. And I just loved the, uh, I loved the, the the fact that you know, 
everybody gets into it, even though, even though, you know, it's, pl it's a planned out scenario, planned out fight. It's, it's, there's guys who, I mean, some of the best actor actors in the world has come from WWE, The Rock, for instance, you know, and, um, you know, those guys are awesome actors, awesome athletes. And I've just been a big fan of just that aspect in general. Is there any ever any thoughts of uh, you know ever going into pro wrestling? I know uh, you don't seem you don't strike me as a big pro wrestling fan, but we've seen you know Ronda Rousey make that transition. You know, after your career is done, is that something that would interest you at all? Oh yeah, man, money's money. I'll do it. I don't care. I'll, I'll get a persona. <laughs> okay. what, what would be your gimmick? Would you be like a you know a, a proud like the nice local? guy? Yeah, the, the nice guy. Okay, so you'd be like a baby face, <laughs> is what they call. Yeah, no, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I would. Listen, I'll do whatever, man. I can, I can act. And I'll do. I'll, I'll put on a good, good show. Do you, do you follow pro wrestling at all, or were you more of a fan when you were growing up? Uh, I was a fan when I was growing up. Actually, my friends, you know, that are my age are like diehard. So actually, <laughs> actually, we have uh, two guys from my area are from the uh, the Miz and uh, Dolph, uh, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, that's right. They're both yeah. from my area. Yeah, actually, one of my real good friends, like, well, a good friend of mine, is actually best friends with uh, the Miz. So it's kind of funny. So, have you ever met the Miz at all? Uh, I think I met him one time. I, I see his father all the time, actually. I've seen, randomly, I always see his father all the time. We always talk, you know, when I, when I see him, I, I see him at the casino a couple of times, you know, at, at restaurants. It's funny, but I, he talks about us all the time, you know. A lot of people talk good about him. That, that's excellent. Yeah, you got to keep tabs on, on the, you know, the, the guys from your area. You know, you guys are proud. You got to stick together, right? So. Totally, 100%, man. Get me in. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And we're back. That's the landscape that we're in. Like somebody like Stipe Miocic could just probably go work a pro wrestling match. And something that I talked to Dan Severn about his match with, with Matt Riddle, he's like, I could work that style of match that he had with Matt Riddle that was so well received mm -hmm. any day of the week. That's a that's an amateur wrestling exhibition that we just work. And that there's a lot of people like a Stipe Miocic who could do that. Yeah. It's it's the the ideology of think shoot then work which a lot of us are told in pro wrestling training like it's just what you do and for some people they can make it work exceptionally well josh barnett's getting bookings all over the place yeah, now yeah. so i mean Steve I, I, a, love, I love that shift steve a seems like a nice guy he has maintained his uh, career as a firefighter on top of being uh, an mma fighter uh maybe after francis nagano knocks him out in two weeks he can uh look at doing some pro wrestling training but uh, I don't think really that's going to be that home hard. I just don't think it's going to be a good night for him. I, I keep thinking I back you. to I keep thinking back to the fact that Overeem almost knocked Miocic out in their fight. Uh, I just don't think it's going to be a good night for him. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I would agree. Yeah, we'll see. So uh, Ring of Honor has revealed that they are, and this was expected, uh, their upcoming streaming service, which is coming out later this year, is going to be called Honor Club. And I think now they haven't announced anything yet, uh, like will iPay-per-views be part of it uh, or whatever. But I think that of all the wrestling streaming services that are out there, and it seems like there's a new one coming up every couple months, I think Ring of Honors has the, the, the best chance of being successful outside of WWE Network, so long as they do it right. Because I think they got the branding, I think they have a lot of momentum, uh, but... I think that if they're only going to use it for uh, pre-taped content, if they don't do anything live on it, uh, it's going to hurt them. That's my, I com my opinion. I completely agree. Their pay-per-views cannot be 40 bucks at this point. Agreed. They cannot be 40 bucks at this point. Agreed. You have to uh, take the hit of that and say we've got a billion-dollar parent company, and the billion-dollar parent company has to look at the, the landscape and understand and, and try to, to grow this. If they can integrate something with New Japan World as well, that right. would be a big, big, big plus. 
because then you might open up a, a new Japanese audience to your yeah. American content and do do that cross promotion. I think you need as much of a connection between New Japan and Ring of Honor as possible. And the way that Mark Cuban glows about New Japan, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to put it past him to like maybe try to get involved in that business down the line, whether it be with. Now, here's the thing. Here's where we run into a problem there. Mark Cuban is, like, very, very liberal. Sinclair Broadcasting, not. Mm. They are notoriously conservative, so you could run into some issues there, but business there are a lot business, of— you know? That, that's, that's very true, but there are a lot of, of moving parts to this situation. They need to get their pay-per-view off of traditional and onto digital and streaming and— they have it like on PlayStation 4 and all this stuff. They have it on Fight, but uh, you need your own streaming service, and uh, I, it is time. It's time to do it. I think it'd be but- uh, mutually beneficial for Ring of Honor and New Japan to both give each other each other's content. Like, why, why wouldn't you do that? Ring of Honor's been ahead of the curve for years about putting their TV show on their website. Like right. Sinclair is like, okay, we're using this for our content. We're syndicating it out, but we want everybody to see this. We right. don't want anybody to not have an excuse to watch Ring of Honor. So they put it up on the, the Ring of Honor website. Right, right. But they, they can't. their new title belts? Did you see those? I did. I saw, what's the, what's the kid's name that had them? Ian Riccoboni. Yeah, 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 I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, the, I, the kid we interviewed for 40 minutes. No big deal. Anyway. But some, some kid. <laughs> some kid. That's nice. So. Get some uh, respect, Jimmy. I, uh, hey, I called him a kid. I could have called him something else, right? So sure. uh, I'm just being honest, Nigel. <laughs> so, uh, no, I, you know, when you look at WWE, when they launched the network, they knew it was going to be a loss leader. They knew that they were going to, you know, basically eat it for a year, which they did. Uh, when you look at uh, WWN, and I realize it's a financial thing for WWN, and Gabe Sapolsky said, we can't put the iPay-per-views for free because financially it just doesn't make sense for us right now. Uh, I almost look at it like, well, if you're not going to do it right, don't do it at all. Yeah. Ring of Honor, again, their first year, they might take a hit if they put the pay-per-views on the on their network, but I think they should do it because year two, you'll see the benefits of it. Well, the so. difference is I don't think Gabe Sapolsky can afford to take no, a hit. No, that's what I'm saying. No, Ring, Ring of Honor can take a hit. They've taken hits before. Right. Also, they've got Sinclair Broadcasting. That's right. the ultimate just ace in the hole is that you have this giant conglomerate that sees – that this can turn a profit and uh, that there is an audience for it. Right. That's just, man, that's such a nice situation to be in for Ring right. of Honor. Yep, absolutely. Last thing on my list, and uh, it's a kind of a small thing, but I wanted to mention it because it's the reality of the business. Impact Wrestling, uh, as part of uh, budget cutting, they uh, released Bob Rosen. He was their ring and transport transportation manager and the director of security for 13 years. They let him go right around Christmas time. Uh, and no reason was given for it, but uh, to me it's pretty clear it's because of the new regime, because Scott Demore and Don Callis coming in, very common whenever you see a new regime come in like that, they want to bring in their own people, just like Jeff Jarrett did when he came in, and so that's probably all it was, but uh, that to me is something I wanted to mention because it's a sign of things to come, I think, with that company. Yep, I sure do too, and I hate to see people lose their jobs. That's that's pretty much all I can really say about that. Is it sucks to see people losing their jobs. It's really sad. And best wishes to them. WWE or Impact's got to try to turn a profit. I don't think they ever will again, but uh, they got to try. Yeah, they do absolutely. We'll see how uh, how 2018 goes. I mean, again, I think they're in better hands with Demore and Callis than they were with Jeff Jarrett. 
So uh, we'll see how, tw- how 2018 goes, man. It's funny. I was watching back some of our old shows where we talk about impact. It's been such a – it was such a big topic for us for the year of 2017 because of all the decisions. And I said, you know, <laughs> I'm not putting any situation unfolding past Jeff Jarrett because he was such a carny. And he finds a way to either be involved or to get himself not involved. Mm-hmm. We saw a little bit of all of that throughout the year. He found a way to get himself involved and found a way to get himself kicked out. And now he's back promoting Global Force shows. They did a private show uh, for Kentucky and Tennessee like football player or wherever, whoever it was in the Music City Bowl uh, last week or the week before. Man, like – it just never ends. And it WWE was just a soul show. Him out. It was just a soul show. I know, but still, just WWE did. I can't. WWE did. So you got to think about what goes into a soul show, Jimmy. Like, I've done soul shows. I know, but you got to think about what goes in. Somebody either did their research and said, "Okay, this this guy who just got out of rehab, this is a good call." No, no, or no. They, they did do their research. They worked together last year. So what all the, the all the the, the 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 whoever the promoter was for that facility, they worked with sure. Jeff last year. So all they did was hit him up again this year. I know they're, they're so doing they, it again. Like, but either they did their research and didn't care what had just unfolded, or they let me tell you, I've follow. I've done soul shows before at like shopping malls and stuff like that. And with all due respect to the decision makers in those situations, they don't know shit. All right. And so all they did was, well, we had this guy, Jeff Jarrett. We did this wrestling thing last year and I got his number and let's do another one. And that's all it was. I I will say this. Kudos to Jeff Jarrett for trying to spin it like WWE helped him. WWE did not help him. Jeff, Jerry Lawler takes independent dates outside of WWE. Jimmy Hart takes independent dates outside of WWE. They were booked independently. WWE did not help him. But he tried to spin it like they did. He tried to make it seem like they did. Yeah. No, all it was was a sold show, and and Lawler and Jimmy Hart were given a paid booking. That's all. That's all it was. Let's run a sold show, Jimmy. You know what? I will say this. So obviously, getting somebody willing to give you enough money to turn a profit after you've paid for everything—it's not the easiest thing yeah. to do. But when you are able to get them, it's a it's a fun deal. Knowing you know, I don't have to worry about tickets and all that. I'm just saying, Brandon Howard works. I can work a little bit. We know Matt Riddle. We know Jason Kincaid. Maybe Vince Russo would come in and be the heel foil as at a reduced rate. Uh-huh. Like we got some people that can work on the site. And uh, I don't know, maybe come in. You put me over Demolition or somebody. <laughs> they come out in their, their gear at 60 years old, and I beat up Bill Eady. I think it sounds great. Where would we do the show, in Canada or the U.S.? Oasis Ads Office. Oasis Ads Office. <laughs> I would uh, pay you in Canadian dollars. And then afterwards, we could – have you ever seen those PWG – Jimmy, pay me in Canadian dollars. I, I would work that one pro bono. Really? Of course. Well, because i got to fly you up here. Well, probably. I mean that's, that's more than your booking would be worth anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, would, it would be. I really like I've, – I've turned down money from the promoters I've worked for before because usually we're doing shows for autism charities and stuff like that. seems a little bit counterproductive if I'm – wrestling two or three times a year and yeah. i'm saying oh no i'm, I'm gonna do this for for the love of it but here pay me for it that's just weird that's that's not where my bread is buttered my bread is buttered doing the clickety clacks but um there you go we have we have a sturdy roster of of contacts and people and we, we've got we've got a few people and you know what i think that that we could work some sort of gimmick out with greg where He's like, 
he's this this skeevy guy who <laughs> the skeevy manager, you know what I mean? Six foot three skeevy manager. Yeah. Put him with demolition. Uh-huh. So I guess one last thing. So I'm, I'm done with my list, but one last thing. So last week I told the story, and again, if you're listening and not watching the video, you're not going to see this, but I told the story about the Evander Holyfield uh, <laughs> award-winning award -winning for outstanding internet achievement, this trophy that he got. I told the story about that. Oh, Sean Ross Sapp actually dug up YouTube footage of Evander on stage looking at this thing with a befuddled look on his face, trying to figure out what the hell is this. And I thought it was interesting that you found that, man. Yeah, the, the, you all can see a screen grab over at Instagram.com slash Fightful Online, which we are updating all the time. I thought it was hilarious because I watched through that. And there wasn't really anything about um, Evander Holyfield in the title or anything. It was more about Buster Rhymes, Rhymes. Yeah. and just the utter confusion on the man's face yeah. as he's, he's like, looking at it. Like, he's like, I gave people CTE for my award. <laughs> what, what is this? Yeah. What is this? Yeah, he clearly thought it was a bunch of bullshit. He so, did. Yeah. He did yeah. think it was a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. And Buster Rhymes was equally confused, but even he was like, ah, woo ha. <laughs> <laughs> I think Buster Rhymes, Buster Rhymes said, this is the first technology award I've ever won. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He had some pretty innovative videos. Like his music videos in the 90s were way ahead of their curve. I think it was more Hype Williams than it was him, but. Mm. As you say, we're not a rap podcast. There you go. Unless we want to do Stephen Man's theme music. When are you going to sing this theme? Never. We need an album on Fightful.com. Oh, really? Yeah, we got. We okay, got we've talked about this before. You have to get the right Sean. If you're gonna, if you're gonna do it for marketing purposes, you have to get the rights. Yeah, that's not important. Oh, it's not important. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's just rules, Jimmy. Until the lawyer's hitting me up, not you. Well, listen, I've spoken to your attorney before. Uh-huh. You got a good one. Yes, I do. I yes, trust I do. Him. I believe in it. Oh, do you? I, I, I'll make this go full circle on the podcast. Jimmy, I believe in you. What is it that I said to you that time, Sean? Uh, I believe in you and I love you or something? <laughs> yes. I believe yeah. in you and I love you, Yeah, Jimmy. yeah, something like that, yeah. Thank what you, What do you got going on this week, Jimmy? Do you have a man bun going on? I do. My wife put it up for me. You actually have a man bun right now? Yeah, what's wrong with that? It's circa 2016, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Oh, okay. Oh, you still... have Virgil in your background with a Macho Man Randy Savage mask on. Yeah, and now there's a rubber mouse on his head, too, because it was just on the desk here for some unknown reason. So Damn. It's cool. I, I like the hair because it makes you look like Billy Batty, like I told you a couple weeks ago. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You can book me to to uh, job him out on the show. What's going on with him these days? <laughs> Jack shit. Oh, really? Nobody gives a shit about him. Oh, oh. That's oh, good. Oh, man. By the way, let me let me pull this up here. <clears throat> Our Fightful.com contest is ending. We had the contest for the John Ric Flair Right and, guys, we are doing contests like this all the time. Follow us at Fightful Wrestle, at Fightful MMA, at Fightful Online. You know something, Sean? What do you what? think it would take for this bad boy right here? What do you mean, take? What kind of a contest would it take to give this away? Well, I would rig it, and I would win it. <laughs> I love belts, man. 
Yeah, that's a nice you gotta, bill. No, there's no way you you and your business partner have to defend those on the sold show. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> that's how it works. And Greg is the foil. Oh my God, Greg's trying to get the championships. I haven't taken a bump in 20 years. Well, you you always can. Uh, but congratulations to Wendy. She is at Wind Z on Twitter for uh, winning this award, winning the the award. Uh, <laughs> you could congratulations. congratulations. <laughs> if you don't mind that it says Evander Holyfield on it, if you don't mind that right there. Phenomenal. Uh, she wins the Ric Flair signed Defining Moments action figure. I will contact you on Twitter in case you're not watching right now. But congratulations to her. We're doing a lot of giveaways. We're going to do some on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. So follow along on all of those and uh, – It'll basically it'll be pretty basic. Just you know, follow, share, post, things like that. But congratulations to her. I know it's going to be tough for you to part with that, Jimmy. Uh, very challenging. I uh, you know I might have to make sure that I'm not at the office the day that it gets packaged up. Yeah. But uh, I'll try my best. You still have a Christmas gift from me on the way. I think you're full of shit. There is no Christmas gift. Oh, it's it's the biggest Christmas gift of them all. It's probably like a box of confetti or something. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> so what do you got going on this week, Jimmy? Going to, going to Vegas on Saturday, man. But I mean, before that, do you just like, kick back and relax for two days? Running a company, you know, keeping the lights on. I got to make sure Nigel gets paid, you know? So. You know, I'm trying to generate some conversation here. Jesus Christ. Guys, tune in to my <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom post-show podcast. It'll be tomorrow uh, roughly around 4 p.m. Eastern. I'll be joined by Robbie Radford, who you all can follow on Twitter at Robbie Radford. Very much looking forward to that. Uh, we're going to review all the shows. I will have my match ratings up for the shows as well. So check that out. Follow us at JimmyVan74, at Sean Rossap, and at Fightful Online. Until next time, guys, subscribe, like, thumbs up. We're out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.